0: This is Counting Myself In, and three, two, one. Science of Happiness, take four. Um, When you start doing this kind of thing, you learn some stuff. That's the deep insight I want you to take away if you remember nothing else. But one of those things was, as I went through this material on the science of happiness, you might have noticed that there is a strong relational context to a lot of it. It talks about the power of social connection and those sorts of things. And so I had this thought. My thought was hey, doing these things by myself is kind of boring. If only I knew someone. <laughs> Cue laughter from one Marcus Isaac Slegel. Welcome hey, to the Andrew Curtis Show.
1: Thanks, man. Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so, Marcus and I have been best mates for a long time. Um, yeah. Some yeah. would say too long. Um, I'm on that list. No. No. <laughs> we even worked together for a while, which has its own series of stories about (laughs) how... I liked that. We enjoyed it. Other people did not always enjoy it, but that was their problem. Uh, Well, we did
1: learn that we weren't funny. We are not funny.
0: We are not as funny as we think we are. No. Um, Maybe that's... I think the proviso there is to other people. Uh, To us, I think we're as funny as we think we are.
1: I think we should probably get t-shirts on it, though.
0: I I would agree. (laughs) So anyway, I thought, you know, after the last few, um, that I would invite you to join me. Thanks, man. And so I'm glad you came. Yep. Because that would have been awkward. Uh, And we're just going to take a look at this week's topic in a moment. But I figured it'd be good to get some thoughts from you about this idea of happiness as well. Because you know, I've been doing this for a little while. And what's been on your mind, man? This whole idea of the science of happiness. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, I wouldn't have done anywhere near the research that uh, you've done on it. (laughs) But then your research machine that frightens me, and uh, I did think, though, when you when you were talking to me about this idea, the science of happiness, I thought, why the hell does that even need to be a science? Why does it need to be a study? Yeah. You know, and I thought about what would have prompted the whole idea that someone should study and make formulaic all of the aspects and elements that need to collide to create happiness. What What is it that, that makes that? Because... For example, okay, my mom told me that I was always just a happy kid.
0: Right. Right? Yeah. Why? Hm.
1: You know, why are some kids, you know, because you see some, right? They just look like they're perpetually sucking on a lemon.
0: And some never grow out of
1: that. No! <laughs> and then there's others. I uh, I had this student uh, back when I was teaching, and he, oh my gosh, was just like, you'd, you'd swear that he he watched Winnie the Pooh one day and when Eeyore is my hero. He's my spirit and, animal. Yeah. And just channeled him every day. But... Right you saw, I watched him once when um, one of his family members had like this huge win. He uh, he got an award given to him and he lit up like a christmas tree. He was he was fist pumping and you know wow. in the air and just yeah and he was going for it. And I was thinking why? Why is he like because if you try to give the same honor to him personally, yeah. He's still Eeyore, Still channeling him. Right, right. right? right. And he, he just yeah. wouldn't take it. Cool. What is it? That creates happiness, and what are the factors that need to be there for us to accept it?
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, my my dad uh, is, for me, probably a great example of what I think a a major element of that is. And the thing is, I used to notice about my dad that you could look at one particular life experience in a certain way and you'd just be sitting there going oh my gosh and you'd you'd be f- maybe feeling bad about something that might have been a negative or a learning experience or something like that right? right but my father would look at that for a second and then come at it from this just left field <laughs> angle and that would leave you just dying laughing just composing okay. yourself and yeah. i've i've always admired my dad's perspective okay and i wonder if some of that is what helps us create our framework for happiness. Cool, man. I like that. Thanks. Um,
0: if I could answer some of that for where the curiosity came from, me, it's a similar kind of thing. Like, I think, I guess, you kind of wonder how far to go back with some of this stuff. Mm. Like, curiosity for me has always been a big thing. Yeah. That you can look at something and you go, "I wonder why that is," which is what makes you a really annoying kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and some would say a really annoying adult, but that's another discussion entirely. But to look at something like that and go, yeah, what? what's the deal with that? Like, why is that a thing? Yeah. And similar to, like you said, this whole idea of happiness, I thought when I first looked into it, I thought this is kind of an indulgent topic. Mm. It's a little bit frivolous, yeah. maybe. I don't know. And the more I looked into it, a lot of that speaks to culture and all this kind of thing that you discover when you do research on this kind of stuff but the thing that most made me appreciate the virtues of it was realizing when it was contrasted with things like depression and anxiety yeah because we've studied that for hundreds of years yeah and that's like that's just a thing you do it's not even questioned well yeah of course you study that kind of thing no. so, yeah but when you say oh i want to study what makes people happy we're like whoa 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 yeah settle well, down little do twinkle toes like yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly alright fancy feet yeah
0: exactly Well, wow, there's kid's job. starving
1: in Africa yeah. and you want to
0: study happiness alright
1: it's uh, a Disney movie yeah. yeah
0: and I think yeah, that was a little Christopher Walken um, <laughs> <laughs> that was good that yes. yeah, was basically uh, the happiness um, just made me think well there must be more to it than that and I mm. think there's a lot of people I've observed and experienced for myself too that you can live your life without happiness but sure. you can't Yeah. and people do yeah the question then for me... That's baffling too. Isn't it? Yeah. And that was the thing. So it just made me think, it's not so much a matter of do you have to have it, but more like what gives you a better experience of life? Like I want a good experience of life. I've yeah. I've persisted through life mm. at different points and and survived. And that's, I don't know, beats the alternative. Yes. But
1: I want more than that. Yeah. And so otherwise you're just existing. What, what's the point of that?
0: Exactly. And so to me... A lot of that started to come back to well, what what leads to that, and I found that I had to start paying attention to how I felt, mm. and then you have to ask the question of well, where are these feelings coming from? Yeah, and in our culture, I think we don't know how to handle negative emotion. Yeah, we either tell people to suck it up, or we medicate it, and yeah. we don't understand to
1: spiritualize it.
0: Oh, sure, we find all sorts of ways of of numbing it. Yeah. of making it going go away because of something. Sure. Whereas I think when you're able to start acknowledging them, you can start to say, okay, well, if this is how I feel and what leads to that, then the opposite side starts to open up. Mm. And then you go, okay, well, what leads to positive emotion? What makes me feel good? And what makes people happy? And something that started to come through with this course that I was pleasantly surprised by was that what it really starts to show you is that happiness is absolutely attainable for everybody sure which for some people I think is quite an insight Mm. (laughs) but it's also something that's more symptomatic than it is like it follows it doesn't come first like if you run around trying to be trying to be happy all the time you won't Mm. but what it does show is that if you look under and some of the main things actually that I've already talked about in fact I'm going to bring that up on the old laptop while I do this um do 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 that's my whole music. Um that's nice. Just talks about, yeah, things like what is happiness to begin with, but then things like the power of social connection um, and mm. things like compassion and kindness. Sure. And you go, well, look, actually, if you do those things, you get happiness as well.
1: Right. Okay. So it can be a reaction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's that's kind of some of the, the trend that I've noticed this stuff follows up until now anyway, is sure. that it says more, well, actually, if you have these other things, you will get happiness as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's absolutely f- factors that that you can put into your life that will uh, create a, uh, you know, for, I guess for lack of a better term, uh, biochemical response. Sure. In in your life, you know, some people get it from flowers or chocolate, you know, or yeah, giving right. those things to other people. You know, yeah, there right. there is something about giving yeah. and being generous, and mm-hmm. so there are certain modes of conduct to where you can. To where you can do that and, and create that for yourself. But to me, that's more of a temporary fix. To me, okay. that's not happiness. Oh, okay. What? Tell me more then. That's Well, f- like, okay, if I tell you a joke, yep. then it, it, assuming it's a funny one, you'll laugh. Yeah. That'll be great. He's hoping. And, yeah. <laughs> and then throughout the weeks, if it was really good, occasionally you might go, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's still just for that moment. I wouldn't expect you to keep laughing for the next half hour. And if you did, that would be... Hellishly awkward.
0: Yeah, right. I right? right. wonder
1: what on earth was wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. That, to me, that's that's a blip on the radar. That's okay. an EKG spike. Yeah, right? sure. That's, that's just, boop, in moment of... To me, that's the quick fix version of happiness. Right. You know, happiness, if you're going to be happy... Sure. ...then it, to me, should not really require a lot of external stimulus in order to achieve that. I'll give you an example. What if... Okay, like I said, I'm a ha- I was a happy kid, uh-huh. but I was not born in Ethiopia with you know half my family wiped out from some terrible tragedy or another. Okay, yeah. But I guarantee you, there's happy Ethiopians. Yeah, sure. Why they've mm. had to go through way more tragedy than me. There's this book that I was reading, and it's a fiction book, but um, is okay. Uh, I'll give a shameless plug to Brandon Sanderson. It's uh, from his series, his Words of Radiance series, and mm-hmm. these two characters. Are running away from this huge monster, and uh, they they got s- trapped together in this just horrible weather. Like they're going to die, uh-huh. um, and and they start sharing parts of their past that they do not share with right. people. Right. right, and they've they've clearly had a hard time of it. And one of the characters notices at the end, like this girl has had a rough life, rough mm-hmm. like um pretty sure she killed at least one of her own parents. Okay. <laughs> it was yeah. just a tough beginning.
0: Uh-huh. Right? uh uh-huh. And she finishes How early this. How really did she do this? Like, was she sub five years old? Because that would be like. I think she was six. Oh, geez. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. So she, uh, yeah, it may have messed with her a little bit. Yeah, a little right? bit. Okay. Um, so she finishes this story and he's looking at her hmm. and the the way it was written says, and then she smiled. She smiled anyway. Right. It was the single most beautiful thing he had ever seen in his life. Right. And he looked at her and said, "How, right?" And now she she was funny and she quips and she yeah. she says, "Helps if you're crazy." Yeah. But but there's people like that sure. have gone through terrible things and they can still smile. Mm. That's not a reaction,
0: right? Yeah, I could say a few things to that. Go. Um, I think there's a few things that as I was listening to you there, actually, it reminded me a lot of the assumptions that I had when I first started looking into this, mm. because. There's a couple of things in there. So one of those things, first of all, is that we, and it's something that's very common in the Western world, at least, that we believe that happiness is in some way circumstantial. Right. That when we see a bad circumstance, it doesn't compute with happiness. You could not have a bad thing happen and be happy about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The thing that's a relief to discover is that it's not true. Mm. And that, in fact, there was a study that was done by somebody at UC Riverside. For those of you who are curious about this, uh, the name is Sonia Lubomirsky. What? Good luck puncturing that in the Google. Uh, if, I'm sure just Hope any you massive syllables. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, I think there's a J in there. Um, but she did a study into this to find out what the factors were that affected our happiness. And circumstances came back at 10%. Wow. Ten percent.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And something that starts to come through again with with this course and, and yet we
1: assume it's so much more. Wow. Oh
0: yeah. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. how much of our time is spent ordering our circumstances? Yeah. I would be happy if only Yeah. Whatever. Wow. And it's always an external thing, right? Yeah. But like the stuff that I mentioned to you already, like if you look at the first few things I'm that we talked about...
1: seeing that test that she used. Anyway, go on.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, the first thing they talked about is the power of social connection and how much we need other people around us and relationship and yeah. family. Um, this week is compassion and kindness and... Sorry, last week was that. Then we're looking at cooperation and reconciliation.
1: Okay,
0: uh, yes. Then we look at things like mindfulness, which is more about just a, a non-judgmental awareness of where you're at right now. Mm. Uh, and then going forward into things like um, self-compassion um, and yeah. gratitude... None of those things are circumstantial, yeah, and yet they are the things that show up time and time again to be most reflective of a happy life, yeah. And when you use that example of say third world scenarios, right. that is a uh, a part of the world where, and you, I don't know, I find myself getting a little bit more philosophical when I look at our the western world Mm. but we've got all these advertising messages all the time Mm -hmm. and this idea that they talk about is progressivism Mm -hmm. which is just this constant progression moving forward the next level go 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 Mm -hmm. and that is noble on the one hand but it also if you can't be content with where you are and what you've got right everyone's always got more than you Mm -hmm. as soon as you've got the new this model the next model comes out can be true for phones cars clothes Yeah, partners, Um, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) So we don't know how to be content with what we've got. Yeah, we don't know how to be grateful. Yeah, and so because of that, we are discontented. We think something's wrong, and there's also something in our Western culture as well where taken from your homeland, Mm -hmm. uh, the the idea of the pursuit of happiness, Mm. and on the one hand, the belief that you could actually affect your own happiness when it first came out was quite a incredible concept concept yeah it was one of the things i talked about in the first week of the series but the flip side of it was that if you believe you're supposed to be up all the time Hmm. well let me put it another way there's probably no greater determinant of you being unhappy than the belief that you should be happy all the time time. or up all the time
1: yeah right that you can't have things that make you sad even yeah momentarily
0: yeah, yeah 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 and and that's something that they talk about earlier on in this as well um Emiliana Simon Thomas who's like one of the main lecturers and facilitators here mm. um just talks about this idea that happy people are not up all the time mm. but it's just when a sad things happen happens they can be sad yeah and then they use the term within scientific community. They talk about the um, subjective well-being right, as a way of defining happiness. Because, mm. you know, science got to yeah, define yeah. everything, right? Yeah. But just that idea that, you know, all's well. Yeah. Like, not so much that I'm ecstatic or that I'm like, yeah, soaring this euphoric kind of state all the time, but just overall, how, how are things in your life right now? Are they, are they good?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how are you, sorry, I was just a little unclear. How are you tying that into the whole idea of a third world country?
0: Well, so when you look at a third world country, right. they're not so determined on, you know, the circumstances of their material. Yeah, right. like I don't have stuff. Right. But they can be like, hey, we've we've got, you know, our, our family, and this is taken from some of these examples, and if it sounds trite, then mm. roll with me here, dear listener. <laughs> um, but just like, hey, look, we, uh, you know, we survived a tough winter yeah you know uh, our our family are healthy
1: yeah
0: uh we we are safe we you know our sure our herd of goats is is is, is yeah. producing a lot of milk yeah, yeah. like you know that yeah. kind of stuff
1: okay well let me throw a curveball then go for it
0: i, I like um, this i chose we e- may never get to the topic yeah. this week we just thought we'd get together <laughs> and talk about some of the stuff so this is kind of a fun touch point yeah go. let's see
1: where we go yeah. um i chose ethiopia just to Kind of, you know, because you know me, I, I'm not a man of extremes.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. You're um, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm
1: the picture of mediocrity. You are the conformity
0: <laughs> spokesperson. Poster child. A poster chart. That's what I wanted.
1: There you go. Um, we also share half a brain. And we did a skit on that. That was so fun. We anyway. Did. Um,
0: We're also really great at staying on topic.
1: Yes. So, Ethiopia. I could have chosen, say, South Africa.
0: You could right? have chosen South right. Africa. Now,
1: South Africa. Sure. I might be wrong. But I would... Meant I would perhaps put as more of a first world country scenario in certain areas. So what about kids who grew up in in situations there where, sure, you've got this kind of mix of first world and third world problems. Yeah, right. You know, you've got um, these rogue armies who are running through certain towns and and villages of some areas and just like raiding the kids and then Mm -hmm. hooking them on drugs and then getting them uh, as part of their armies and, you know, you got... 13 year olds going around killing people, you know, sure. all kinds of things. And then you also have these great cities like Joburg and Cape Town, but there's also really high rape statistics uh, yeah, and you know, also, yeah. you know, you're sitting there going, "Holy crap." Yeah. So, how about that? You know, someone, you know, what if we used that as the example okay. instead?
0: Of of what? How that would affect? Of
1: yeah, how that affects overall happiness? Because some people are happy. Of course, some people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Might be a bad example. Some people are leaving South Africa. And- oh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. But, you know, and understandably.
0: Look, man, I take I take your point. Like, I think it's more that matter of saying, it still though comes. It shows me still that belief that happiness is circumstantial. Okay. Because what you're still saying is, yeah, but what about these circumstances? Yes. Uh, and these these circumstances and and what this study in particular starts to talk about it, is just to say well really a ha- your happiness is much more grounded in your relational context those people who are around sure. you okay. than it ever really has that much to do with the things that are happening in your world and yeah. look one thing that bears that out if you have traveled to other parts of the third world is that often we remark they seem so much happier than we are yeah the amount of prescription antidepressants and things like that.
1: In the Western world. In the Western yeah. world,
0: I mean, if it was true that poverty equaled depression, yeah. then surely India or parts of Africa yeah. would consume all the world's antidepressants. Yeah, They would just be...
1: At a loss. So have people done studies on the whole, because you're talking about how rather than it being circumstantial, mm-hmm. it's more, um, and, and just tell me if I'm getting this right, it's more relational? Yeah. Okay. So have people done studies maybe measuring mm-hmm. that against the people who are on antidepressant depression pills and what their relational statuses are? And
0: Sure. there's a. I mean, there's a lot, when, when you're specifically talking about depression as well. Yeah there is something to be said for the biochemical right. effects of that. All the
1: neurons attached correctly. And
0: yeah, and actually there's one of my favorite authors, Johan Hari, who, if you've listened to this podcast before, you might have heard me reference a book called Chasing the Scream. It was a book that he did on the drug war. Uh, he's kind of segued a little bit now into treatment of depression because that's also very much connected to drug and alcohol abuse, sure. but also medication, right? mm mm-hmm. And one of the things that he's starting to come up with in, in studies of depression and things like that as well, connects with what we were mentioning earlier on, that in the Western world, if you are sad, yeah. you can get medicated almost immediately. Right. And the
1: routine... And that's creating that spike.
0: Yeah. The the things that can just happen to us <clears throat> in life. For example, if a loved one passes away, right. you're going to be sad about it.
1: Yeah. And... Rightly so.
0: And rightly so. Now, in our culture, if you don't believe you're ever supposed to be sad Mm. and you're sad, then you're sad for two reasons. You're sad because of the thing that made you sad and you're sad that you're sad. Mm. And what do you do about that? You know, we don't... One of the things we've talked about away from this podcast is that I like to talk to people about their psychological immune system, Mm. which is in the same way that your physical immune system can... Make you feel better. Mm. You know, think about the saddest you've ever been. Hmm. You right now. Mr. Marcus isaacs Slegel. Are you that sad right now? No. No. Why not?
1: Gosh, um, I guess I grieved and kept going.
0: Yeah, like you, you didn't... In the same way that your physical body made you better, right? right? Like if I said to you, what did you do? I mean, you could maybe speak to a couple of things, but generally speaking, your mind restores you to balance. Yeah. You your you know, your thinking changes and so your feeling changes. Yeah. You know, even people who have experienced loss, they go through that, but then they can also start to become aware of all the things they still have. Yeah. The gratitude that they feel for that. And that makes you feel better.
1: But there's some people who go, how? How the hell do you do that? Sure. How are you doing that? You've gone through this loss. Don't you see? And they're Mm -hmm. pointing at the circumstance. Sure. Sure. Or so you know, there there seems to be some people who just kind of seem to need a reason to be happy Hmm. i might be over exaggerating no
0: i like it that's good i mean i don't know i want to be i want to be kind of genuine about that i felt myself about to give you a pet answer and i don't want to do that um let me put it another way then i think some people are prepared to accept they're supposed to be sad yeah but they're not prepared to expect that you could be happy yeah and so sadness they'll accept
1: hmm Right, because that seems the proper response
0: what, what if i said to you marcus you're supposed to be sad
1: i would ask you why you'd
0: be like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and so in our culture and who you killed we have how whom whom i killed is sorry it? marcus you're
1: an english teacher for crying out loud yeah i know but i'm american i taught, should true. have taught Americans.
0: english is your second language yes. you do well thank you um <laughs> sparring that makes you happy right there it does yeah um I think we generally have our attitudes towards things like sadness and that kind of stuff. Like, why should I be happy? If I said to you, well, why should you be sad? You know, when I said before, right, our thinking affects our feeling. Mm. Okay. So if I said to a sad person, why should you be sad? They could tell me, and I'm going to guess here, they could tell me pretty quickly, these are all the reasons why. These are all the things. And if I said to you, okay, can you think of any things that you could be happy about? Could you do that? Yeah. Is there anything that you could be happy about? Sure. Okay, well, if you focused on those things, other than the sad things, would you feel better?
1: I'd imagine so.
0: There you go. I mean, I don't want to be trite, but we have a culture that obsesses on pathology. Right. We focus on the negative all the time. There's even something they call the negativity bias. We are drawn to the negative. Right. If you're aware of that, and this is where, you know, I mentioned before, there's that study that said, you know, 10% is circumstantial. Yeah. They they reckon about 50% of your happiness baseline is genetic. Yeah. Biological, right? Yeah. But that still means there's about 40% that we can do something about. Yeah. And so for me, this whole science of happiness thing falls into that space that goes, okay, well, what if one of those things was recognizing that I had a tendency to be negative? mm but I've also got the ability to see things that are good in my world, that I could be positive about. In fact, skipping ahead a little bit, there's this in the whole section about gratitude. There's a beautiful line that's used and the guy defines gratitude as a sense of reverence for things that have been given. Mm. So in other words, is there anything in your world that you didn't earn? Hmm. Is there anything that you didn't do anything to? Yeah.
1: I if you think about it hard enough, then that'd pretty well be everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, think about it. Like, I mean, I <laughs> I can see.
1: Yeah. I can hear. Exactly. I didn't earn my breath.
0: Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> my, I didn't earn where I grew up. I mean, you yeah. know, we talked about it before. Like, I, I, I was born in... I think about this actually fairly often. I was born in New Zealand. Yeah. A country of four million people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it was like about three and a half when I was a kid. Three and a half million You've people busy. at the bottom of the world... Yeah. That you can't get here by accident. Yeah. Like if you want to you can't like in Europe you could stop somewhere on the way. You have to come here on purpose. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? The chances of me being born anywhere else. Yeah. Is so much higher than me being born here. But yeah. here I am. I'm born yeah. in a safe modern country
1: reasonably affluent. With yeah.
0: Pretty yeah, fairly affluent, good healthcare, good education. No wars, mm. no poisonous
1: animals. Nobody wants to go to war with you. <laughs>
0: exactly. Nobody knows where we are. <laughs> I can't
1: find it. So let's go to war. With where the hell did we? Oh, I've often this. thought
0: right. we could like declare war on a country and then just wait wait for them to new Europe. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, where was that? Yeah, we got to Wait, New Zealand, isn't it? No, we'll try uh, again. It's yeah. Like, you know, anyway, so I don't know. All, all to say that like. There's a lot of stuff you could be grateful for, and if you yeah. if you focus on those things you you will be happier, sure,
1: yeah, um now, mostly with a lot of my responses, I've been trying to play devil's advocate, which sure. just to kind of get oh the, no I the like devil's advocate oh, oh, that's good. fine um I was thinking about how. Then then in terms of that, if we're looking at negativity and happiness as sort of polar extremes, then what's kind of the middle ground? What's what's <laughs> okay. the happy middle ground? Okay. And and what should be an expected level of happiness? Because what if we get someone like, okay, let's take that uh, your Spirit Channeler. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. It, right? yep. Okay. Um, a character like that might look at you and say, why should I be you know hilariously happy what's what's the point of that you know oh, yeah, that, sure. that that is uh, unreasonable to expect that anyone should have to be like that why should i right and my you know because no okay I, I was about to say nobody that's that's uh, too much of an absolute statement i would say that it is probable that most people do not look at themselves and think that they are unreasonable for conducting themselves the way that they do I wouldn't think anybody does, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So is, but you know, it's it's possible that there's some. So I'm just trying oh, to yeah, just right. trying gotcha. to generalize. Yeah. But someone like that might just go, "Well, I'm fine. Uh-huh. I'm fine the way I am." Sure. Right. And whereas others might look, you know, outside looking sure, in and sure. just go, "No, you're freaking not. You are just like the most negative guy I've ever met right. in my life." Cool.
0: Um. Yeah, I could speak something to that. Go. Um. One of the things that fascinated me with this, and and I suppose. M- helped change the idea of a science of happiness from just being this subjective thing that, "Eh, if you want it, then cool, and if not, then whatever, was that if you're going to look at well-being, yeah, there's mental well-being, mental health, and your experience of life there, but there is physical Mm well-being. And if I said to you that one behavior added to your life expectancy and another one subtracted from it, Mm -hmm. one of them increased your cardiovascular health and and one detracted, detracted, Which would you say is the best one to go with? The
1: one it adds. Yeah. Unless it's weight, don't choose (laughs) a (laughs)
0: dummy. Sure. But that's that's something that actually comes through with this, which I thought was really, really cool. Like if you're even looking at generally positive emotion. Yeah. The power of like positive emotion even makes you more creative. It makes Mm. you more capable of seeing the big picture of things. Yeah. Um and again, by the way, anybody listening to this too, all this stuff is taken from Science of Happiness, it's offered free by the University of California, Berkeley, and you can find it, uh, if you go to the edX website, just go the Science of Happiness, and you should find it pretty easily. And so, if you're looking for references on this stuff, that's where you'll find it. But something that comes through in all this stuff, and the things that get covered throughout this course, are how all these things cumulatively lead to, you know, better marriages, Mm. better relationships, Mm -hmm. better health. Um, better communities sure. all these kind of things and so when I look at that stuff I think to myself well if there's a set of behavior that leads to improved physical health and well-being mm. I want to know what that is Yeah, and then it turns out I have a better experience of life as a result
1: fantastic sure and if you think to yourself that you're fine as you are well I mean you can I mean I'll
0: put it another way then. Life can be dealt with a whole bunch of different ways. Right. You know, like some people decide they want to be an artist and then can you make your life like that? Yeah. Mm. Some people want to be a lawyer. Can you do it? Yeah. Some want a big business. Some want to be stay-at-home parents. Can you do it? Sure. Yeah. Sure you can.
1: You can be a wallpaper embosser.
0: You can yeah. do... Exactly. You can do whatever you like. It's not about saying you have to do this. Yeah. To me, it's more about saying... There are certain things right. that lead to a better subjective experience of life. Right.
1: Better health and well-being. And that's going to be the key. And it's just like, are you happy? Not do, Are other people happy with your happiness?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, that's a that's a massive kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like when somebody says, are you happy on my terms? <laughs> you think, think about every conversation the parents have with a child about getting a job. And what's it really about? <laughs> Say, yeah, the but if you get being that. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I happy with your choice? That's right. Uh yeah i mean anyway so that's that's how i look at it anyway you know can can you live your life miserable sure yeah people do it all the time i don't want that no and i have found that if it's true that our experience is better for the relationships that we have around us
1: yeah
0: who has better relationships me grumpy miserable people (laughs) or happier people yeah You know, negative people or positive people. Yeah. People who complain or people who are grateful. So true. People who are kind or people who are mean.
1: You do gotta choose your friend circle careful.
0: Well, you do. Yeah. So, all this stuff to me, like, when I talk about happiness, I almost see it now as kind of like symptomatic. Mm. That if somebody has a cough or a sniffle or something like that, Mm. we don't say, oh my gosh, you've got just a cough. We'll often say, oh, do you have a cold? Do you have the flu? Do you have bronchitis? Yeah. You know, it's not just that thing in isolation. There's a thing under the thing yeah. that's causing Why, it. Why?
1: You are in the beginning stages of Ebola.
0: Right, exactly. And if and if uh, we recognize that there's negative stuff that has symptoms, well, positive
1: stuff has symptoms.
0: I'm kind, sure. I'm generous, I'm forgiving. What does that mean? Well, you get sick less. You're yeah. more cheerful. You're more helpful. Yeah.
1: No, that's that's really like actually just um as you're saying that I'm thinking man he's he's so right I remember when I started noticing that stress was not a thing that happened so much as a symptom of other stuff wow yeah yeah. You know, like the and, and that had the exact opposite hmm. of uh, of what you're talking about. But, you know, then like the the lack of stress is also uh, for me, like I'm learning to create these little flags in my life. Like yeah, cool. okay, when do I need to reassess where I'm at? Sure. And I'm noticing now, okay, I'm I'm feeling stressed. What stressed me out? What do I need to look at? Oh, I'm not feeling stressed. Okay, what do I think some uh, good contributors to that? What should yeah. I be chasing in order to achieve this this lifestyle where I'm, you know, not sure, deliriously happy the whole time, I'd right. be on meth, right? But you yeah. know, it's, if uh, if I want to make sure that I'm at my optimum emotional health, like you've discussed before, yeah. Yeah. then I, I want to make sure I'm minimizing the stress factors. sure, Because sure. I notice that I tend to react poorly in those. I speak sharply. Mm. I'm uh, generally just a little bit too production mode.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, just yeah. not
1: leaving any time for relationship. Yeah. Let's have a cup of coffee. Yeah. I need a reason for that coffee. If I'm stressed, you know, it's just like, yeah, okay, right. what, what do you want to do? You know, what are you hoping to achieve with this? Talk? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, okay, dude, I'll talk later. Bye. I'm sorry. Yeah. And do you like talking to stressed people?
0: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> you know? How's that work for you?
0: Yeah. Man. It's like saying, "What if all those symptoms, those those, I don't know, reaction symptoms? What if they actually meant something?" Because, mm. like, something else we've talked about away from this podcast is is that
1: we're never going to get to
0: this. Nah, I, don't, I think I made <laughs> peace with the fact this is just a discussion on happiness. Like an, I was going to ask you.
1: Okay, so we'll do this and then go back to at least no, one no, of the core yeah, questions. You
0: know what? If, if that's what, by the way, if that's what you tuned in for right now, and you want to tune out, that's fine. <laughs> uh but if you like us want to find out where this goes keep listening yeah um just that yeah if if these things meant something like you know we talked about how in our culture i feel like my observation has been that we tell people you got to live in the in the feeling camp or in the thinking camp sure and you get one or the other and that's created a huge amount of stress i i see mm. people who I was listening to a podcast on the plane when I was flying back from um, the UK and this right. guy was talking about, in economics, he's saying, oh, you know, emotion is the enemy.
1: Ah. I was thinking like,
0: whoa, like, you must be fun at parties.
1: Ambassador from Vulcan. Yeah, Okay. I know, right? Yeah.
0: And I was thinking, well, you know, what if, not so much that your feelings tell you what you have to do, but more, you know, we've talked about this, that it's just that your feelings flow from your thinking. Mm. And if you're feeling a particular way, because a lot of people, I think their feelings turn up and they go, whoa, what's this? What does yeah. this mean? What's going on? Uh, I don't know what this is. And I'm supposed to do this, but I'm feeling this. Ah!" Well, what if you felt a certain way and you realize, oh, wait, if I'm feeling stressed, I'm having stressed thinking about mm. something. Yeah. What, what am I thinking about that makes me feel that way? Yeah. You know, we've talked a bit about the career pressures that you can feel. Yeah. And,
1: and particularly the ones you allow yourself to feel.
0: Sure. And going, well, I can keep pushing that aside, but what if the reason I'm feeling this sense of discontent is that I I really, there's something else I want to be doing. Yeah, There's something else I really believe in. Now, I can either acknowledge that and move towards it or reconcile it, or I can just keep pushing it aside. And then again, we wonder why everyone in our culture is so depressed all the time. Sure. Well, you know, you can only, I mean, there's that joke about, um, well, not so much a joke, but like... That story about, you know, somebody holding a glass of water. Mm. Right. And they say, uh, you know, they fill the whole thing out and they hold it out in front of them. And the whole thought around it says, you know, um, how heavy is this glass? You know, how long can I hold it out here? Mm. Um, I'm telling this poorly, but hopefully you can follow. And and just the thought of saying, well, look, if I'm holding this out in front of me for like a minute, that's easy. Mm. If I do it for 10 minutes, it's a bit harder. Mm. If I do it for half an hour an hour sure yeah 10 hours and i think that's the way that to me captures our emotional health yes, really well that's
1: so true and then people come along and go come on it's just a glass of water yeah and you know the fundamental weight of it hasn't changed well yeah. no it hasn't no but doesn't change that it's hard sure doesn't and and then but still people look on that and and say oh pff, your feelings are secondary yeah and and i feel that um that can happen a lot in in other areas too, where we're where we get a societal pressure or unspoken hint that we should find happiness in some aspect and and let that be your joy. But the rest of it, well, you're not always going to like what you do.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And, and and we we actually take that to the wrong extreme sure. to the point where it's like we should expect that we're not going to like a lot of what we mm, do. Mm. Why should that be the expectation?
0: Yeah this is exactly questions I found asking myself. Yeah. And then there's also two like financial pressures Yeah, that say things like in Auckland, New Zealand, where we are, when we are recording this, the average price of a home here is a million dollars. Yep.
1: Yeah. Joe and I asked, Oh, the, the place across the street from us down the bottom of that yeah. valley, right? Yeah. Is going for 1.125.
0: Yeah. So if you're worth your place in the world as a man, as a, in a family, whatever it is, is to own a house. I have now put a gate that says that the only way you're going to get to that point is with a million dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, here.
0: Sure. And so, I mean, you remember when you were a kid, like the idea of getting a million dollars was like, whoa, there might be a few... And now, <laughs> yeah, like it's baseline. Entry like, point. You, yeah. The only way you grown up <laughs> is with a million dollars. <laughs> now, look, if you want to get a house, get, get yourself a house. Like go crazy. I don't, wow. I don't really care. Like yeah. I like, genuinely, if you love... That, then cool. I'm
1: gonna get started on an apology letter for the kids I don't yeah. even have yet. I oh, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not an immigrant. You're not But I'm just well, thinking might, that if,
0: if that's our condition, you know, yeah. again, because it's circumstantial, right? Our culture says happiness comes from stuff. Yes. And one of those things yeah, in New reaction. Zealand is buy a house. Mm. And you can't buy a house. If you have thinking, whether you're aware of it or not, in the back of your head that says, if you don't own a house, you're a failure. Yeah. Again, you can carry that for a while, but that adds up. Yeah. And either you get to the point where you reconcile and go, wait a minute, is that true?
1: Yeah. You know what? That's, that is huge. Yeah. Just that, that moment of confronting that thing that you've never questioned before. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you don't, some of them you don't even think to. Mm. They've just been automatic in the back of your head for however long. My older sister, when we were kids, told us that every time you sigh, it takes eight seconds off your life. <laughs> right? Now, I believed this. Oh, you? I mean, she, she would never lie. lie. She'd been She's around just... longer than me, right? She knew she'd I... been alive at least two years longer, and that was like a quarter of my life at the time, or something. Yeah. And so then it was my 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 dad who actually confronted that was just, and fortunately, it was my little sister was dumb enough to say it, because he sighed. Uh huh. And she goes, My sister says, It's eight seconds off your life. And he goes, Huh? <laughs> it's breathing. Is breathing bad for you? <laughs> and I started thinking to myself, What else do I believe that's abysmally stupid? <laughs> <laughs> right. But you ha- it, it's hard to think, to mm. have that be your, your next thought of sure. how valid was the first thought. How valid was that first assumption, you know?
0: You know what encourages me with that, though? What? It actually tells me about how resilient we really are. Because it says to me, you can believe some ridiculously stupid crap
1: <laughs> and still function. I thought you were going to say and still get teaching degrees, but yeah, go on. Sees <laughs> <laughs> get degrees, man. I wouldn't have mine without that either. But yeah, still function. Absolutely. Because, yeah.
0: you know, I think if I look at myself, one of, one of the ways that I used to try and give myself a sense of peace and well-being was to know that all my thinking was right. Yeah. And then you start to realize that that is impossible. <laughs> Try it. Yeah. It's not easy. And when you see stuff like that, yeah, you can laugh about it. I have a friend uh, who's, one of his quotes, shout out Greg Menendez, um, one of his quotes that I love was just saying how, you know, we just do the best that we can with the thinking that we have at the time.
1: Yeah and we actually do pretty well yeah and later we might look back at that and go oh my gosh that was the dumbest thing but that's what the thinking you've got now yeah
0: yeah and that was just you doing the best you could yeah and so again if it's possible to even get through life and not be right all the time which in the age of the internet seems impossible Mm. but I'm telling you right now you're wrong about a lot of stuff um (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) It's a lot of fun finding out.
0: Sure, <laughs> we we like that's another discussion, man. We like hardwired to not learn new stuff. It's incredible. Um, yeah,
1: I most recently um, found out that uh, cyclones will eat your tent, and you should check the weather report before camping.
0: That is sounds like wisdom to me. <laughs> or you can do what I do and never camp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's your show. I'll bite back my response. <laughs>
0: That's all right. Please don't destroy my fragile ego here on the show. Um, yeah, I don't know what else is on your mind. I feel like that's come to a natural kind of thing.
1: I actually kind of wonder what uh, some of those other questions were that you were going to go for. Do, do you feel like you would have time for any of? Oh, we like, could skip through some stuff. Points? Why not, yeah. man? I mean, I
0: would probably do this thing as a as a proper proper air quotes proper thing as well. But all if right. I go through, it's not so much questions, man. But it's just like it talks about Main cooperation concepts. and reconciliation and things sure. like that. Um, and saying it's like hardwired into all animals on this planet.
1: Sure. Well, reconciliation, I mean, if you, it's like not knowing someone's name, right? Right. To the extent that you don't know that person's name, your relationship will never progress. Wow. Reconciliation is like that. Oh yeah. That is that one area. If you choose to never reconcile there, you cannot progress beyond that point. Mm, You can't. True it's yep. it's that whole thing of uh, you know unforgiveness and mm-hmm. uh, and as we've heard uh, from various sources how you know not forgiving someone is like um, ex- drinking poison and expecting the other person to die right right you
0: know it's right. just
1: you're you're not going to progress you know they they might be fabulous people <laughs> <laughs> what if they were
0: right right I tell you what actually what kind of compliments this stuff for me because I've been thinking about this in light of um, the whole Me Too movement. Because this, for those of you who are not aware, has grown out of the increasing number of disclosures that are coming out about sexual harassment, particularly in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then women sharing their stories. And I'll be honest, as a guy, this does cause me to do a bit of soul-searching. Yeah. Because, first of all, I realized I had no idea. Like, not to that level. I, oh, yeah. I, I guess I kind of thought maybe. But in talking to friends and, and family members as that's well just the and just saying yeah like what's it like being a woman in this culture and going geez, I just I don't know I just didn't want to know I didn't whatever
1: yeah,
0: sure. um, but something that's come out of that and this is not specifically related to how we deal with people who have sexually harassed others but a question that's come out is well what do you now do when somebody that you know or care about you've discovered has also done something yeah, that is wrong. That is wrong, and there's a, a scale on, on wrong here. I'm, again, I'm not specifically talking about sexually harassing someone, but just that moment where somebody that you looked up to in any walk of life, you also discover, sure, proverbial feet of clay, right? And I kind of wrestled with this a little bit because I've, I've noticed that's the that's the discussion on this particular part of the. Um, this particular uh area at the moment but you know what do we do about that and i think the best place that i've been able to come to with it is that something we need to understand about human beings that i think we still have a bit of a simplistic view on is that people are this mix of good and bad at all times yeah and really good people can do terrible things yeah or just pretty average things sure and seeing somebody as a combination of good and bad stuff. Now, look, that sounds really abstract. So I'm going to make this a little more kind of direct and personal here. Um, you know, when you've got somebody who was a role model to you. Yeah. And then maybe mm-hmm. just one day they ignore you. Mm-hmm. Or they, you see them behave or treat somebody else in a way that you don't approve of. Yeah. And we suddenly go, whoa, I thought they were a good person. But actually they're, you know, I just saw them. ...say this horrible thing about somebody... yeah, ...or treat this person really badly. Well, the truth is there are there always both of those things. Yeah. But we, I think we seem to struggle to hold that intention in our minds. Yeah. Here is a good person who can also do crap things. Yeah, sure. Because here's the deal. I am a good person who can yeah. do some crap things.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: But walking with that... ...dealing with that tension... ...and being able to extend grace to good people who do bad things... While at the same time demanding um, restitution, justice sure. from those who really kind of overstepped the line. Just the number of times I hear people tell stories as well. My favorite is like in a relationship context. You know, somebody goes out with somebody and they start going out with them and they're the greatest person in the world. Mm. And then yeah. when they break up with them later on, they're the biggest scumbag that ever worked the face of the earth. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, what's the truth? They're both of those things. Yeah. They're a great person who can also be a real pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. But look in the mirror, Bell Because <laughs> you're just like that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that to me is what forgiveness looks at, looks at as well. You know, it says that there's a common humanity.
1: Yeah, and it allows for restitution to be able to be reached. Yeah. You know, it says, you know, yeah, you you've done some terrible things, but it's not irreconcilable. Yeah, you, know, you you can do something about that, and we want to see it. Mm. You know, in the case of the Me Too movement, we want to see that restitution is being made. Yeah, we want to see that acknowledgement happens. And I I've wondered to what degree that's a societal construct. Sure. You because know, for example, in some areas of the world, then it, that wouldn't be a tragedy. That's what, just life. What do you mean? Well, people being taken advantage of in any spectrum, whether sexual oh, sure, harassment sure, sure, sure. Or, or anything else, yeah. right? Then. Um, there's a lot of areas, and even in the Western world, where people are getting taken advantage of, you know, and they just call it business. Oh, right, right, or or anything else. But you know, we could even say sexual harassment for some parts mm. parts of the world, and no one would expect that it should be any different. It's just like, but that's kind of how it is. You just kind of got to get along and, and get out of there and try to avoid the, the bad circumstances.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of part of the journey that that we're all on together, though, right? Is that I think. There was a time when slavery was just a thing.
1: Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And they thought the same. They were just like, well, that's how it is. Yeah.
0: And yet what's kind of cool about human nature, you know, we're always hearing about how the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. But what's kind of cool about human nature is that there came a point in our collective consciousness where people went, wait, 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 this thing that we've done (laughs) that's been just the way that it is and people have survived. Yeah. You know, I quote Timon. Yeah. Everyone's okay with, with this. <laughs> yeah. Right. And suddenly we go, wait a second. Is this is this really okay? Yeah. And and the other thing, and this is what you can say when you're a white middle class male, is that you're usually at the top end of all of these kind of things. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, when yeah. people
0: suddenly realize that slavery was bad, I think the slaves knew the whole time.
1: <laughs> yes, it may not have been you know what a I mean? surprise, yeah.
0: And and so we suddenly go, Oh, and again with this me too thing. Yeah. Like, to suddenly go, yeah, no, we, we really don't treat women well, do we? I, I, I guess we don't. Yeah. And for, for me individually, say, well, I don't treat women like that. Which, of yeah. course, I mean, look, I really, <laughs> I, I don't expect to be named in any of these things. But in the interest of being fully, you know, full disclosure, I don't think anyone in those situations thinks of themselves as a bad person. True. Which is why we have. Yeah, like what we said before. Yeah. yeah. So, all to say that that's kind of a place we all come to. Yeah. And, and even, I guess, to bring it back to more relevance to this topic in particular, you know, we've been killing ourselves for decades now, mm. human beings in the Western world in particular, working longer and longer hours, doing more and more stressful jobs that have no meaning or significance to us. Mm. Um, and as a side note, by the way, if you're listening, um, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, talks about how human beings need a sense of meaning. And what they're doing. It's right. not just enough to do stuff. You have to have a meaning somehow, some way connected to your life. You know, we've been ignoring that for so long. Sure. And, and it's like we're all kind of getting to the point where we're going, wait a second, why are we doing this? Who said this was? Yeah, And, and it just seems that the goal was just being able to consume more and buy bigger houses and cars and, and take more and more exotic holidays. Yeah, And we go, can, can we live more simply than that? yeah sure yeah and again, from you know to really bring it full circle, you go to the third world, you see people without any of the things that we believe you're supposed to need without a million dollar house on the north shore of Auckland City, and
1: yeah. they're happy, they're frustratingly happy, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, no, you're not <laughs> supposed you to be happy, yeah. you can't be happy You didn't go camping in Hawaii, your iPhone is at least four generations old,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the challenge, I think that's yeah. that's the moment where. It speaks to the connectedness that I think we all have, Mm. no matter what faith, no matter what race, what gender, whatever, that there seems to be these moments that occur, which inspires me that suddenly people start to collectively go, wait a second, this isn't okay. Mm. And then that change happens. And we look back and we go, isn't it crazy that we used to believe this other thing? Yeah. That gives me hope.
1: Yeah. I wonder, then, if happiness, to one extent, is maybe not something that you have because of uh, you know, like we said, some material. I have this thing, therefore, Mm. I have happiness. But it's something we believe we can have. It's it's that hope that yeah, I can mess up, but it'll be okay sure and i'll continue to find ways to to be okay and there's Mm. there's ways for me to act that are okay for for the way that i conduct myself with others and Mm. and it's gonna be all right you know beyond my circumstances i can i can learn from it somehow
0: yeah, I think there's there's something to that. It doesn't quite strike me because I, I also think that there's still that, that idea of circumstance in there. I don't know. I, I think of it more like happiness to me from the things that I've learned so far mm-hmm. says that you're living your life in accordance with the things that are really important. Yeah. And a lot of us live our lives in accordance with the things that are not important. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is feel good, feel happiness while not living our lives in accordance with the things that are really important. Yeah. And the moment we suddenly go, you know, using that career example, I'm doing a job that I don't believe in, that I don't enjoy, that has no meaning or significance to me. And we're saying, I feel unhappy, I feel unhappy. And we're trying everything desperately to make ourselves feel happy, but we're not changing our behavior. We're not changing what we're doing. Yeah. And the moment we start to go, well, actually, it seems to me that living for other people, living generously, living gratefully, yeah. living with a sense of reconciliation and forgiveness is an important thing to do. Yeah, sure. We will somehow magically overnight, like a sleeping beauty waking from a dream, find out that we're happier. And we won't have had to try. Mm. we won't have been forcing it or disciplining ourselves so
1: that's more what i that's more what i was trying to get at there you know because things like you you know what makes me happy telling the truth Mm. admitting when i was wrong and saying sorry Mm -hmm. yeah calling someone on it when they have treated me wrong sure forgiving them when they don't say sorry anyway yeah you know things like that yeah that's you know, and of course, there's other things I do that make me happy, you know some some of them more long term than others, like working out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know yeah.
1: but yeah it's it's not a thing I think that I have it's I think rather than having happiness because of the things I have, it's being happy and looking at what I have as a result of that, yeah, you yeah. know just like because of who I am and and what I do rather than what I have I like that man I think
0: that's a great place to end up
1: okay
0: alright I hope you enjoyed the discussion thanks for joining me man yeah that was really cool was I was fine. Going to say, I'm Where really is this go? get to the main bit I'm not sorry at all are you okay. kidding okay good is... I'm not sorry this was life awesome. is proper discussions about stuff yeah uh, so if you enjoyed that um, good is
1: that an hour are you kidding
0: me no it's probably about 50 minutes yeah. what are we man. now
1: what is it 440 oh wow okay
0: 56 minutes there you go wow um, So the Andrew Curtis show at gmail.com If you've got any thoughts or comments Or anything you want to share on that I will get back underway with the science of happiness stuff Probably next week then now (laughs) Um, (laughs) But look, you know what Have You know what I want to know Can you do this for me, dear list This is for you Hello, hang on, I'm going to lean in Hi, hi I just want the extra resonance on the voice when I do this So what you heard today Was a couple of friends just saying Look, let's talk about happiness What does that mean to you? This is what it means to me. And the result is what you've been listening to for the last 50-odd minutes, right? So why don't you do the same thing? Why don't you get a close friend and just have this kind of discussion with them? What What does happiness mean to you? What's it about? What are you living for? Are you happy right now? Would you like to be happier? Because I think with everything that I've learned, happiness actually becomes quite a noble goal. Not because I'm pursuing happiness in and of itself, but because I've learned that actually it's the people that are around me, the things that I can contribute, the generosity, the gratitude that I can live my life in. Those are all wonderful things. And it just turns out that if I live my life like that, I'm happier too. So I hope you enjoyed that. Again, the show at gmail.com if you want to have that conversation with your friends and, and let me know how it went. Otherwise, we'll be back with more from the Science of Happiness very soon.